now. Hey, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Behind Red Doors. Today, I'm joined by Catherine Lazaric of Lazaric Consulting. Thank you for joining us, Catherine. I am pleased to be here, and thank you for pronouncing my name correctly on the first try. Well done, you! (laughs) I did some warm-up as well. (laughs) You did. You did your homework. I love it. So, Catherine, before we jump on into it, can you just let the audience know about Lazarus Consulting? What are you, what is it about and what's the value that you provide? I help women overcome the sadness about systemic barriers that we all face and mm-hmm. get a little bit mad about it and then do something about it. Love it. Love it. Because I'm tired of waiting for gender parity and I'd like to see it happen in my lifetime. And I want people in power who are responsible with the exercise of the use of power. So we need more balanced leadership now. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. Preparing people for that. So now we understand the mission. What, yeah. is, what do I need to know about you to understand how you got onto this mission? Oh, man. Uh, I am quite intuitive so I one of my friends describes it she's like I don't know how you work man she's like you hurricane around and like there's a whole bunch of stuff and then all of a sudden it's like bam and then you just run with it (laughs) and my writing coach is the same way she's like I don't know any other writer I don't work with any other writer that's like you she's like mostly I just need to get out of your way like you go and it's done so I tend to be very direct Mm -hmm. I tend to have a lot of fun Mm -hmm. I want to make the most the most I can make out of my one wild life for this go round Mm -hmm. and I basically want to live as a walking permission slip for other people so it's like if I if I go and fulfill my destiny then other people can do that too right yeah I think and we're all going to be better off if people are in that space of really owning Mm. all their gifts and talents and then being responsible to the community that they live in with those gifts and talents Okay. So did you go through any like um, pushback when you was, <laughs> when you was coming up and then you kind of thought, all right, you know, forget it. I'm just going to start my own and set the record straight. Uh, yeah. My whole life is like pushback <laughs> on so many levels. And one time I had a business consultant that I worked with, but I started to get serious about like growing my business and, yeah. and being, cause I also have total shiny object syndrome. Okay. Right. I squirrel. I'm like, oh, shiny. Oh, shiny. So I start stuff and then haven't always had the best follow through. Right. Because I didn't understand how to get there or something like that or, or discovered partway in that I didn't really like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm committed to changing direction. If I don't like it, I'm going to move. Yeah. Anyway, I was working with this business consultant and uh, he said two things to me that were very helpful. He said, you could do everything you want. You just can't do everything right now. Agreed. So you got to pick something and do that. Mm. And then um, the other piece that he said to me that was really useful is he said, if you are a challenger, you cannot be upset when people challenge you. Mm. Okay. So if you, if you are pushing the line and I, I aim to be like, you know, like 10% over the line, (laughs) like far enough to make people go, Oh yeah. Not so far that people stop listening. Right. And I mean, my 10% over the line might be somebody's 80,000% 80, 80, over the line. Mm. I don't know, but I'm not talking to those people. So that's fine. 
Yeah, I guess it depends um, on the audience that you're talking to, yeah. Totally. Depends on the audience. So you have to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. But I am, I am definitely committed to challenging mm -hmm. the status quo and challenging people's ideas and saying, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask people is what evidence do you have to support your point of view? Nice. X is true. That's my most favorite question. Mm. Because then people, particularly women, like the thing about that when working with women that I find fascinating is women and myself included, for sure. Despite all the evidence to the contrary, that you are actually fantastic, you have all this evidence that you're actually pretty good at what you do and you give value and you contribute to your world and you're kind of a neat person. Mm. Women still persist in this idea that, oh, I don't know what my value is. Right. Do I even provide value? Or it's like this, this plummeting, deep, deep-seated self-esteem thing. Uh, it's like listening to bad programming. Somewhere along the way, that programming was installed that, you know, oh, I shouldn't be, shouldn't talk about myself or I shouldn't be too big or, you know, all that stuff. And I think mm -hmm. that that's a really pervasive problem. So then what happens? Women self-silence. Mm -hmm. So they have something valuable to say. They don't say it. Right. Either they don't think it's the right audience or they're like, well, maybe it's not the right, like they second guess. So they mm -hmm. don't say it and they lose the moment. Yeah. Or they're afraid because there's risk mm -hmm. in what you think and being who you are. So when you, when you ask me the question about pushback, it's like, yeah, my whole life has been pushback on, on different thing in different ways, like being made to feel wrong. Mm -hmm. You're crazy. I get that a lot. Or I got that a lot. I don't get it now because I'm in different. I'm in I'm in the environment that fits me now. Yeah, yeah. But don't get it now. But I used to get it in like the corporate environment where everything is so siloed. Mm -hmm. And I'd be looking at a learning and development opportunity in, in the corporate world and go, well, why aren't we talking to all these people? Why aren't mm -hmm. we talking to Why aren't we talking to each other? Yeah. And you know, management would be like, oh, you can't do that. Like that's my job, and it's like, well, okay, then do your job, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if you, if you know, it, it's just that the rigidity of the world has always made me feel like ah, I don't want the world to be that rigid. So yeah, I've experienced lots of pushback. Okay, mostly for myself. What second second guessing and not yeah, like just much you like I said, yeah, despite the evidence to the contrary that actually things are going quite well. There are moments where I, well, there was, I had a huge moment just sort of at the end of last year, right around December. Uh, it was bad. It was like, I, I want to drive my car off a bridge bad. Mm. Like bad. Which seems strange. Like to people that just meet me, they're like, what? It's like, yeah, yes, I have suicidal thoughts. <laughs> right. Luckily, mm. I have good friends. And I have a good partner, mm -hmm. good husband, and I have people to reach to where I can say, I'm drowning. Yeah. I'm snotty nose, ugly crying on the floor. I don't think I have any value in this world. I'm confused about where I need to go next. Mm -hmm. I can't commit to anything. I can't get anything done. I'm trying all these things and nothing is working and my mm -hmm. money's not moneying and my brain is not braining and mm -hmm. nothing is working. Reach it. it is awful. Yeah. It's the worst. And so like I can, I would, you know, just go eat a bunch of Doritos and drink a bunch, mm. numb out, you know, play a heyday until six in the morning. Like 
right? Just numb out. And so when I reach for my friends, they are the women, this in particular two friends, my friend Allison and my writing coach, Tina and friend Tina, who said, we will help you. I said, I need help. I need you to be in the room. I need like a me for me. I need someone who can help me parse this stuff out and get it on paper, get it on the wall so I can start to see clearly about what's possible Mm -hmm. for me next and where to go next. And they did. They did. They contributed like their time. They came over like a whole day Mm -hmm. went to my friend's office and we just whiteboarded everything. And that started to shift. Like, I think the first shift in the suicidal place is I need help. And I can safely call for help. I don't need to stay in this state of despair. I can call. And then you just keep calling, right? Yeah. You just keep calling until somebody answers. And so that was that was a big turning point, huge turning point. Because also, I mentioned to you in our conversation just prior to the recording about how I changed my relationship with my immediate family, yeah. with my mother, my brother, and my father. And that's because I made the decision to spend 99.99% of my time in places where I feel valued Mm -hmm. and a lot less in places of obligation. And so that's the only thing that changed, but that is a difficult thing. That is really hard because of what I have always believed about family being first, what I have always believed about the importance of the depth of those connections. Mm -hmm. So choosing to step away from that was incredible incredibly incredibly jarring incredibly difficult and if you and i I still i don't know what's gonna happen in the future everything could change i don't know could be Mm. different i'm open to that but right now it's like hard and so then going i'm gonna turn away from i'm not gonna go to the hardware store to buy milk right i'm not getting my i'm not getting it there yeah i'm gonna go where i can get really good mom energy where I can get yeah. really good dad energy yeah. where I can get good brother energy. <clears throat> and it's from people in my life that are not blood relations. Yeah. Some of them are, some of them are like my cousins. My cousins are awesome. And my aunts and yeah. uncles and stuff, but yeah. It, so that's, was just like devastating. And, and I had my best year ever. And then I made some bold spending choices in my business based on the idea that my corporate contracts would renew. Mm-hmm. None of them renewed. Wow. None of them. And I was devastated and I was like, oh my God, I'm failing. Oh my God, maybe I didn't help anybody. And oh, maybe I can never help anybody again. And just got into this death spiral of like, oh, it was awful. And it's taken a good, well, where are we now? May. Mm. It's taken a good like four months of hard work to consciously dig myself out, to get to the therapist, to get better reflections from my friends to really think what do i want Mm -hmm. who do i want to help how do i want to help what's going to be good for me and good for them like it was it's just so much work it's so much writing and journaling and talking and thinking and walking when you choose not to numb and yes there are moments of numbing definitely there are moments of like i need to zone out but it was a hard slog. And now I think in the, in sort of the January, February, I'm like, I just need to take one action. Mm -hmm. Um, I met a coach who, um, 
is in LA actually. And he's really interesting because he actually coaches really high net worth individuals. And when they sell scale and sell their companies for millions of dollars, and then they don't know what to do with the post-show slump. Yeah. Right. But he said something that really stuck with me. And he said, clarity is overrated. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He says, clarity is overrated. He goes, you don't need to be clear to move. Mm-hmm. He goes, you only need to have this much clarity. And then you can move. And I'm like, that's amazing. So that I took that to heart and I was like, okay, I only need this much clarity to move. This is in March. And I just kept moving. I booked podcast interviews. Okay. My, maybe my messaging wasn't perfect, but that's okay. Maybe my website's not perfect and it needs to change because website, you know, it's like five years of shelf life mm-hmm. change needs to match the energy. I need to speak really clear to the people that I want to reach. How do I do that? So I've got an awesome marketing team. But even with the marketing team, I have to do the work. Yep. I have to talk to people. I have to be committed to the mission. I have to speak about it clearly. I have to learn how to speak about it quickly and concisely. And all of that is like work, but it's such good work. It's like once you get going and you get a bit of momentum and you get a little bit of success and then you get a bit of good feedback or you get a bit of negative feedback, you're like, okay, I can adjust course. Mm-hmm. then you just get the momentum and then the momentum helps carry you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to start somewhere. You have to just make a move. Just make a move. It's just one foot in front of the other. Right. Oh my God. It is. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just one foot in front of the other. And that's not sexy. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't a thousand, <laughs> that is not sexy. There's a thousand people out there that are selling you the magic bullet you know, like 19 year olds that I talk to that are like, I'm so confused. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Cause you're supposed to be confused when you're 19. Yeah. Yeah. That's your job. Your job That's is to okay. figure it out from like, from, from like birth until 30. That's your figuring it out. So that's an exploratory time. That's an experimental time. That's a time to get good. Make sure you have good mirrors in your life. Good people who reflect to you accurately, not mm-hmm. funhouse mirrors of people who make you feel like you're crazy. Cause yeah. they're giving you feedback that doesn't resonate. Yeah. It doesn't match. Like, well, I feel like this, but you're telling me I'm this. It's mm-hmm. right. Getting good mirrors, figuring it out. And then 30, you're like, okay, now, now it's sort of still a little bit of adjusting to the world around. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, these are just arbitrary numbers because I've met some really awesome, like 22 year olds that have got, got it nailed. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I would. I wish I had that when I was 22. Yeah. And particularly for women this is what i say to my clients all the time it's kind of funny because 50 to 70 are actually the most productive decades for women okay yeah so 30 figuring it out women hit 40 and uh can i use profanity go ahead okay with profanity all right because i love prof- i love a little dash of profanity yeah um, so so women hit 40 and they're like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna do what i want yeah and then women hit 50 and they're like, fuck you, get mm. out of my way. We're doing it. Like, let's ride. You know, it's very, yeah. um, it's very transformative later in life. So I'm, I'm kind of tired of the top 40 under 40 lists. Yeah. I want to see like the top 100 under a hundred. Boom. That would be a list. Yeah. 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 The idea that you have to figure it out before 40 is stupid. So stupid. Damn. I love all of that. That. <laughs> That has been the most value in the shortest period of time I've ever experienced. 
Thank you. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Um, what I want to do, I want to call it a day. Okay, let's but do it. I want to have a conversation with you after I get after we get off the air. Um, yeah. This is like perfect introductory for my season two. This is just so much value. It's beautiful. Sweet. Okay, um, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> so before we head out, we got two minutes. Just let okay. the audience know where we can find you because I know you're on a few different social platforms. So where can yes. we find you? Okay, the best place to find me because I have a few different businesses and I do different things. Mm -hmm. The best place to find me is at my website. I'm going to say it twice. It's <laughs> lzrkconsulting.com mm -hmm. for the Americans and people that are listening or lzrkconsulting.com for all the Canadians and Brits and all the other people who say Z. lzrkconsulting.com. Go to my contact page and sign up for my community. And I don't spam you, but I will share this kind of stuff you mm -hmm. know, on my blog and, and in my newsletter. I'll give you like little teasers and you can click through to it. Very chill. And the other place you can find me is Instagram. Yep, I've checked out the Instagram. Lots of value, lots of information. Um, definitely, guys, be a part of the newsletter because you need this value, right? <laughs> We're not asking enough questions, and we need to ask more questions, and we need to get in touch with Catherine Lazaruk, right? Thank you. So thanks for joining us today, <laughs> Catherine. Thank you, everyone, for joining and listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Take it Bye. easy. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>